Okay, so today we're looking at Detective Comics number 44, published in October of 1940. On the cover we have Batman, and he's hiding behind a very strange chimney up in the front, and then in the background we see Robin swinging down on a guy who's shooting a gun, presumably at Robin, but it's aimed so poorly it looks like it's hitting Batman's chimney. Which is just awful perspective. The cover to this comic shows this big pink guy in a yellow leotard with like a huge purple belt. And he's about four times the size of a person. He's trying to step on Robin while Batman lashes him around the neck and pulls on him. So the comic starts out with Dick Grayson at home reading a book in a green chair. And he looks over at the clock and he says, Wow, Batman sure is late tonight. It's midnight already. And he sort of yawns and he's all, I hope he comes back soon because I'm getting so tired. He keeps reading his book and a little while later, Batman comes into the room. Dick Grayson's like, Wow, you were out so late, what took you so long? And Batman's all, So I found this clue and I need you to come with me to investigate this Dr. Marco who I got this clue from. Dr. Marco with a seat. And you can see a window in the background of the room. And it very clearly looks like day, but when they go out, it's night. And it's extremely foggy as well. You can barely see a few feet. Eventually, they do find the house. 13 Bleak Street. Appropriate, as Robin says. And they knock on the door. But after no one comes, they let themselves in. And when they do, they see this old man who looks really, really crazy. He's got, like, tousled hair and an overgrown beard and bug-eyed glasses. And this is Dr. Marco, with a K. And he says, Batman, Robin, I've been waiting for you. I saw you sneaking around outside, and I want to invite you to look at my secret project. And Batman's like, a dangerous secret project? And Dr. Marco is like, of course not a dangerous secret project. It's the secret of the fourth dimension which I believe is time, but I am not a physicist and I also don't know how real all these stories about like the 13 dimensions are, so I'm not going to make an assumption. Anyway, Dr. Marco takes them into this room and he's got two machines that have a big bright light between them and he's all, this is how you cross into the fourth dimension. And then he walks behind this curtain of light and disappears. And Batman and Robin are like, wow, where'd he go? Guess he's in the fourth dimension. And they also walk into the light and disappear. And when they cross the light, the fourth dimension seems, like, pretty normal. It's not Earth, but if somebody told me it was an alien planet, I would believe them. Batman and Robin look around this fourth dimension and they say, Wow, everything's so big. Look how big these trees are. And then they are somehow snuck up upon by a giant man. The giant man grabs him and lifts him up and says, Oh, you're one of the little ones. Wait, you're bigger than normal. I should take you to the king so that we can investigate. Batman says this guy is probably 30 feet tall. But based on how everything is drawn, um, everything is so off-model. This guy could be, like, 10 feet tall or, like, 50 feet tall. So he carries them into this big castle, also kind of romantic, and throws them in the dungeon on the highest tower, and he says, you'll never escape from this tower or from your death, 
which is weird because he just said he was going to bring him to the king to investigate, but whatever. Batman and Robin look around the cell to see if they can escape, and they decide that they can probably squeeze through the bars. But the bars are up really high, kind of like where a giant's face would be, so Batman and Robin need to get up to them. It's no problem for them. They tie a silken rope to a batarang, and they lasso one of the bars, and then they climb up and squeeze through. They've escaped the cell, and they start running out of the tower. And you see them running down the stairs, and they seem to be about twice the height of the stairs, maybe a little bigger. So, so that would make them about five times shorter than the giants. And the giants would be about 25 to 30 feet tall, so that actually lines up. Eventually, they come to a hallway with two doors, and Batman says, You go through the one door, I'll go through the other, and we'll see if we can't find the exit. And they go off to do that. But within seconds of getting to the door, Robin realizes he's being chased by a cat. And the cat pounces on him to squish him and eat him like a mouse. But Batman sees that Robin's in trouble, and he jumps on the cat and starts wrestling it like a person until it, quote, goes limp. Do you think Batman just killed a cat? I mean, probably not. But all of this fighting the cat has caused some commotion. Enough commotion that, that a giant comes back and recaptures them. And he says, all right, you're going straight to the king. You're too much trouble. And he brings him right to the king. The king's like, why'd you bring me these small people? I'm eating. I don't like to be interrupted when I eat. And the giant who caught them is like, yeah, I know, but they were escaping. And also, I think they're really weird because they're like bigger than the small people here, but they're not as big as us. I think the small people are trying to breed a race of giants. And this alarms the king very much. He goes straight into murder mode. He goes, kill them at once! Batman and Robin have to think of a quick plan to escape. And they do. Batman grabs the pepper shaker and chucks it at the king's face. So that the king just starts sneezing and sneezing all over. And then the giant, who hasn't had a pepper shaker thrown in his face, tries to grab them up. But when he goes to grab Robin, he winds up accidentally hitting a spoon on one end and it launches Batman up on the other end so he can kick the guy in the face. Well, then the two of them start escaping and everyone's so, so off-model in this fight. And at every other time, really. But eventually, they beat up this giant, they crash him into a vase, and they lasso his legs and torso and they pull him to the ground. Once the fight is over, they decide to be petty and throw some sort of yellow round fruit at the king. Then they arm themselves with silverware and run to the window. And they say, wait, how are we going to get out of the window? It's so far up until they see a very convenient umbrella. And they use the umbrella as a parachute and get away. But just as they've safely gotten away from the giants, the wildlife starts to try to kill them. A giant bird swoops down and grabs Robin and carries him off to eat. Very conveniently, two boys are playing right next to them with a model plane that has controls on the inside and runs on gasoline. So Batman commandeers this plane and goes and attacks the bird from the air until it drops Robin. It doesn't put much of a fight when it's actively being attacked. Robin falls straight into the backseat of the plane, and they fly away from the giant civilization. After a little bit, their plane runs out of gas, and they're kind of wandering around just in the woods. So they get attacked by a crocodile. Batman pulls out a silverware that he stole before and javelins it right in the eye. Robin goes, wow, that crocodile is as big as a dragon. You're just like St. George. And they continue to walk on for a little while until they see Dr. Marco. 
and Dr. Marco is with a bunch of the small people that they were talking about before. They're in their own little small village, and they're much friendlier than the giants. And Dr. Marco is like, oh, I saw you getting carried off by giants. I thought you were dead for sure. Batman's like, nope, we're not dead, but we learned some important information in the giant's castle. We learned that they're planning to attack this village tomorrow. The king did say that, I just forgot to tell you. So all the small people, who are also super off-model, one point they seemed to be like half the size of a person, and then Batman picks one up in his hand. The small people say, oh, we need to come up with a brilliant plan to defend against the giants, and Batman says, don't worry, I have one. The next day, all the giants come to attack the small people, and they have brought clubs. And all the small people are, like, dressed up in military uniforms and have cannons. But they kind of suck anyway. Immediately, the giants rush into the town and start clubbing down buildings. And when the small guys fire their cannons at the giants, they must be really bad cannons, because the giants just treat them like baseballs, and they whack them away with their bats. But slowly, the small people start to turn the tide. They trip the giants and hit them in the face with their balls. And then comes Batman's brilliant idea. They get planes, and they drop little packets out of these planes. And these packets are full of bees. And the giants, of course, hate bees, as any reasonable person does. And run away screaming after being stung. And Batman's like, what a good idea. We sure won the day, but they didn't quite win the day, because one of the giants, the one that kidnapped them in the first place, is still chasing Robin. He's really got a grudge. And Robin can't escape, and eventually this giant catches up to him and puts his fingers on Robin's arm. How's Robin going to escape? No, no, he screams. And then we see Bruce Wayne, with his hand on Dick Grayson's shoulder, shaking him, going, Wake up! Wake up! And Dick Grayson's all, No, what? Bruce Wayne takes his book out of his hand, and he's like, Giants and dwarves, huh? That's potent stuff, enough to give you bad dreams, or apparently nightmares. And Dick Grayson's like, oh, you're telling me. And then the comic ends, without Batman or Robin really winning or losing here. One of the 50s comics I read was also just one of Dick Grayson's dreams. I guess he commonly has weird dreams waiting for Batman to come home. The end.